Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Guys, I have everything I need right now to make this. Why do I sound like that? SOS, I need to do something to clear my sinuses immediately. This is not good. Hold on. Okay, I think my voice is a little bit more normal now. Don't ask what I did. I just wanted to say that today I am recording with a little special helper who is Richard, my pitbull mix. Hi, baby. Richard, come here. So I'm on the couch with my Pod Hates Louisa crew neck and my dog and my coffee and everything is right with the world. I'm kind of mad at Richard right now, not gonna lie, because he chewed up my dinosaur plushie named Kyle and he is currently absolutely mauling it. He reminds me of one of the little velociraptors in Jurassic Park, kind of, but I swear to God, he's not like aggressive or horrible or anything like that, despite all of the negative stereotypes about his breed, which we will be getting into later in this episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking first about the Satanist movement, because I think it's very interesting. And I will also be briefly mentioning Doja Cat, because I'm kind of obsessed with her. We are then going to be talking about pit bulls and why Everyone in America seems to have this weird bias against them. Now, I am biased because I am the owner of an adorable tiny little pit mix, and he is kind of a handful sometimes, but I don't think that's because he's a pit bull. I think it's because of the epigenetic trauma he inherited from his mother, who was a pregnant rescue from down south. And they have a lot of kill shelters where Richard is from, so it's a damn good thing that his mother wasn't executed, which is a horrific thing that we do to dogs and cats in this country, even if they're in good health and have no temper problems. Like, I get that there's not enough shelter space to accommodate all of them, but we don't kill homeless people because there's not enough affordable housing. Although I feel like there is probably enough real estate to house every person in this country, it's just not like distributed properly or developed properly. But anyway, animals deserve to live and I love them and I love my pit bull and I'm going to talk about why everyone seems to think that pit bulls are the devil incarnate. This will be an episode of clearing up misconceptions because a lot of people think Satanism is bad and a lot of people think pit bulls are bad and they both get demonized and i hope to show you how those are both kind of ill-conceived notions richard is all up in my grill right now hi baby richard say something to the podcast no it's actually a good thing that he's not saying anything because we're trying to train him not to bark at things right now he's very reactive but he's working on it he's learning how to be a good boy right richard guys doja cat has a song on her new album called balut and I was curious what that meant because it sounded like some biblical demon-ass name. So I looked it up and apparently a balut is an embryonic chick cooked inside an egg. And people actually consider that a delicacy. Like, y'all meat eaters are on some crazy shit. I'm sorry, like, how do you consider that food? It's like, you wouldn't eat a human fetus. I mean, I guess you wouldn't eat a fully grown human either. But, like, you wouldn't eat, like, a fetal pig. Now, some ignorant people probably do think that Satanists, like, eat babies and fetuses because most Satanists are also pro-reproductive rights, but obviously that is not the case. Although, in my research for this episode, I was curious about what happens to the fetus after an abortion, but the answer is not that exciting since most fetuses are very, very small and very underdeveloped at the time of abortion. So the fetal tissue, that's what it's called fetal tissue, is usually either discarded with the rest of the clinical waste or it's cremated or buried if there's enough of it. Okay, so let's get into Satanism. So I will be talking about rationalist Satanism, which is mostly atheistic, secular, whatever you want to call it. Rationalist Satanism has two, like, really big 
like major camps. And the first one is the Church of Satan. So the Church of Satan was founded by this guy named Anton LaVey in San Francisco in 1966. And his ideas, which he published in the Satanic Bible, centered around Satan as a rebellious anti-hero figure. Oh my god, anti-hero, Taylor Swift reference. But basically just considering Satan as a foil to God, or a counterpart. He also rejected the values of Christianity, like humility, abstinence, and obedience, and promoted the seven deadly sins instead, which are pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. I actually played lust in a production of Dr. Faustus, and it was a very fun role. I got to wear lingerie on stage. It was great. Highly recommend cosplaying as one of the seven deadly sins and trying to embody them for a day. Very fun. Now, what I don't like about this philosophy is how individualistic it is. Like, LeVay was kind of a lone wolf, not like other girls type, and he definitely espoused values and behaviors that do not benefit society at large if a large number of people engage in them. It's also a very libertarian philosophy, which is not not necessarily a bad thing, but if your freedom is encroaching on my freedom, I consider that a problem. So like if you're being greedy and hoarding all the wealth, for example, and other people don't get the wealth, that's a problem. Or if you're sexually harassing people because you're lusty all the time, that is also not okay. There's also some eugenics-y stuff in LeVay's writing where he talks about breeding an elite group of people who are superior and separating these people from the rest of the human herd who would be put into space ghettos on other planets no one mentioned this to elon musk he has enough bad ideas already like that is such an elon musk coded idea like space ghettos come on now like Neuralink. this dude killed so many innocent monkeys and pigs in pursuit of a technology that's going to completely ruin trivia nights everywhere because now everyone has the fucking internet embedded in their prefrontal cortex now separate from the church of satan is the satanic temple and it's probably the foremost satanic organization currently active they're based in Salem, Massachusetts, which is fitting considering the town's association with witchcraft. They also don't believe in a supernatural Satan, and they reject conservative Christian principles like reproductive oppression, educational censorship, and theocracy. Instead, they promote abortion rights, teaching evolution in schools, and separation of church and state in general and LGBTQ rights too, teaching schools about LGBTQ rights. They view Satan as a rebel against arbitrary and oppressive social norms, which is actually pretty awesome. Instead of commandments, the Satanic Temple has seven fundamental tenets that its members follow that emphasize acting with compassion and empathy, respecting bodily autonomy, and respecting science. And the Satanic Temple has done pranks like performing a pink mass to convert an anti-gay evangelical preacher's mother into a lesbian, erecting statues on government property and distributing their materials in public schools. But they've also done things like volunteering to clean up highways and help the homeless. And I think they started an abortion clinic that was like Samuel Alito's mom's satanic abortion clinic because Samuel Alito is an anti-abortion Supreme Court justice. I don't even want to call him a justice. Like, I don't even like calling them justices because so many of them are not. He was a Supreme Court unjustice. Anyway, the satanic temple is opposed to the Church of Satan and has rejected their doctrine on the grounds that its social Darwinist nature is incongruent with what we know about reciprocal altruism and game theory. Basically, social Darwinism is misapplying the ideas of Darwin to the human species, which doesn't really work because our species has evolved to a point where we don't really face selection pressure anymore in the same way that we used to when we were living in the wild as hunter-gatherers. But it's basically saying, like, oh, survival of the fittest, like, if you die, it's because you weren't fit to survive so you 
are just helping the human gene pool, basically, by taking yourself out of it. A lot of social Darwinists are also eugenicists, but reciprocal altruism says that helping other people can sometimes help you right back because there's this community aspect, right, of support. So if you help old man Joe plant his vegetable garden, maybe he'll give you some of the vegetables when they finish growing. It's stuff like that. That's reciprocal altruism. So basically, LaVey's Satanism is very every man for himself, survival of the fittest pills, whereas the Satanic Temple is more communitarian, and they acknowledge that helping other people sometimes ends up coming back to you in a positive way. Now, these are both atheistic forms of Satanism, but there are also theistic forms of Satanism that do actually worship the devil and do believe that Satan is an actual deity, and these are groups like the Temple of Set. I'm not really into them because I don't really believe in magic. Like, I believe that when science gets advanced enough, it can truly seem magical. But, you know, I'm not, like, sure I believe in occurrences that have no scientific explanation whatsoever. I believe that with enough time and study and just messing around, we can reveal the secrets of the universe. But who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe aliens came to Earth to kickstart life on this planet, and maybe the dinosaurs flew off in a spaceship like in Rick and Morty. And we'll never know that because we can't see the past. But I'd like to think that even if we have to invent completely new scientific disciplines to study certain new forms of energy or matter, that we'll be able to do it eventually. Just like how, I mean, the field of quantum mechanics was basically invented and, like, I don't know, things like calculus were invented as a new form of language to express mathematical principles. Humans invent new things all the time in order to help us better understand the world, so even if there are things that we would consider mystical or magical right now, I'm sure that we can find a way to explain them in the future. So that's why I don't really vibe with all the groups that are like, yes, Satan is real, yes, we worship him, because in a way it's kind of too similar to organized religion for me, in that you're worshipping this, like, huge patriarchal figure who is like your lord and you're like doing his bidding i don't really like that there are also satanist groups that do some really sinister heinous shit like the order of nine angles they have been linked to murders rapes and cases of child abuse as well as right-wing terrorism they've also been connected to white supremacist organizations and some order members have even become part of the police and military apparatus in order to facilitate their killings i think that says a lot about the role of the police and military in our society so i'm just gonna leave that there so in conclusion there are two main rational satanist groups the church of satan and the satanic temple and i think the satanic temple is pretty based now a lot of people have accused doja cat of being a satanist and it was actually really funny like in this interview the interviewer asked her like a lot of people think you're a satanist is that true and she was like why because i wore red in a music video and like to be fair in the music video for paint the town red as well as the one for demons there is a lot of satanic imagery including her in like demon horns and full black body paint with those creepy contact lenses that make your eyes like completely black she also says i'm a demon lord in the lyrics for paint the town red but using satanic aesthetics in her art does not mean she's the kind of stereotypical satanist who actually worships satan I mean, she probably agrees with a lot of the Satanic Temple's values based on what I've heard her say in interviews, but she has never said or demonstrated in real life that she's a Satanist, and we have to respect her identity. And because of those sinister right-wing terrorist white supremacist Satanist groups like the Order of Nine Angles, and because of like stereotypical biblical like worshipping the Antichrist accusations, there is this negative stigma around Satanism, when in reality, 
the Satanic Temple is actually a really cool organization that has done a lot of good and helped a lot of people get access to the reproductive health care that they need. I would also be remiss if I didn't talk about Boy Genius's song, Satanist, which came out last year. Now, this song is explicitly referring to the Satanic Temple in its lyrics, according to Genius anyway, when the boys sing, Will you be a Satanist with me? This is followed up by lyrics that reference having to sell one's soul to acquire wealth, and the whole song is kind of a commentary on capitalism and how Satanists, anarchists, and nihilists are defying it and rebelling against it in various ways while still having to participate in it. And I do think it's kind of fucked up that Doja Cat gets all this criticism for using satanic imagery in her art, whereas Boy Genius didn't get any any blowback at all. And I mean, it's probably because Doja Cat's fan base is like a little more unhinged, but I don't know. Something about it doesn't sit right with me. I feel like people just love to hate Doja Cat. Like, the only thing I've ever seen her do that I think she deserved to get canceled for was wearing a t-shirt with like a neo-Nazi comedian on it, but I'm pretty sure she just did that for attention and like to cause a stir. I haven't really seen her do anything else that's been severely worthy of criticism. So, I mean, definitely enlighten me if Doja Cat has done something really fucked up, but I feel like she's just an overly hated figure, and her music is actually really, really good, and I don't know, more people should listen to it. Anyway, this is me coming out as a Doja Cat stan, unfortunately, but anyway, speaking of things I stan, now I'm going to talk about Pitbulls. So, Pitbulls, gotta be one of my favorite dog breeds for real. Richard knows I'm talking about him because he just lifted up his head and looked at me, so that's scary. I don't like how- I don't like how smart you are, Richard. It makes me uncomfortable. So, Pitbulls and other bully breeds like Bull Terriers, Boxers, Staffordshire Terriers, and American Bullies used to be a symbol associated with working-class families' grit and perseverance, and they were really just considered the all-American family dogs, like back in the day. But then, in the mid-1800s, dogfighting began to gain popularity which is an incredibly unethical practice that often results in the death or grievous injury of one or both dogs involved. Bully breeds became associated with dogfighting because they were bred to be fighting dogs, bred to be large and strong and muscular, and dogfighting eventually fell out of favor and was protested by many humanitarian groups. So then the public consciousness kind of went like, oh, dogfighting is bad, so fighting dogs must also be bad. So when dogfighting went out of style, fighting breeds also went out of style. And the upper and middle classes began to favor purebred dogs of other breeds, and since pit bulls were still living in a lot of low-income and bi-POC neighborhoods, we can't ignore the connection between racism and pit bull shaming. A lot of racial and ethnic minorities are still demonized and characterized as, like, rowdy and aggressive, and their association with pit bulls only furthered the development of that stigma. As the pit bull hate intensified, tons of countries and cities started banning the dogs in a kind of attempt to wipe them out. Some of the states with the strictest laws include Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Ohio, and Wisconsin. In some states, you can't own a pit bull at all, and there are other forms of restriction, like pet stores and groomers specifically banning pit bulls and not other breeds. In the UK, this specific type of dog called the XL Bully now have to be muzzled in public, and they're also banned from being bred, sold, exchanged, gifted, or rehomed. So this is basically a very insidious extermination campaign of a specific type of dog. And that is really the rationale behind these bans. Like, if you can't breed these dogs, they will die out. Or the only dogs that'll survive are going to be the descendants of strays and rescues that end up moving to other states where the laws aren't as strict. So thankfully, 
we were able to rescue Richard from an area where he could have been killed if he was taken to a shelter. Richard, you're lucky to be alive, buddy. That was dark. So here are some fun facts about pit bulls to lighten things up. So pit bulls are not aggressive by nature and are often intelligent, sweet, playful, and curious. Richard definitely is. He's always poking around and exploring everything, and he gets understimulated if he's not given mentally engaging toys to play with. Like these giant Lego bricks that he can take apart himself, and you can put like little treats inside them. He really likes those. Another fact is that Staffordshire Bull Terriers, a bully breed, used to be referred to as nanny dogs because of how good they were around children. And the final fact is that pit bulls cannot lock their jaws. I feel like there's this misconception that pit bulls have like this crazy bite strength and they can like lock onto you and never let go. That is not true. They have average bite strength on par with any other large dog. Any dog can bite and all dogs should learn to develop a soft mouth so that they don't hurt their humans. Finally, all dogs have the potential to become aggressive if they're abused and pit bulls and other bully breeds are often treated inhumanely precisely because of these negative stereotypes about them. In this way, the myth of pit bull aggression is a self-fulfilling prophecy and that means it can be changed. By adopting and rescuing pit bulls and treating them with care, compassion, and non-violence and raising new ones in safe and loving homes, we can help rehabilitate the breed from all the unjust treatment they've endured. And by sharing cute photos and stories of our dogs on the internet, we can help combat the popular narrative that pit bulls are naturally aggressive because they were bred to fight. If anything, the pit bulls that survived are probably less aggressive because dog fighting itself was so dangerous and most of the most aggressive pit bulls ended up dying in the ring. And most modern pit bulls are not under that same selection pressure. Most of them are mixed with other breeds and are healthier as a result. Richard has a pretty significant chunk of unknown DNA, and we like to say he's part lizard or part alligator. And alligators are not aggressive either, by the way, but that's a myth to dispel another day. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Louisa Miller out.